listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TV Tangents. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Natalie. Are you so excited? I am. This is one of the, this is one of those shows we're talking about today that's like really important to me. So I want to oh. do it right. <clears throat> Don't know why I'm losing my voice today. Sorry. Yes. I did not watch this show as a kid, or if I did, I don't remember watching it as a kid. Okay. So I had never seen Family Ties in its entirety. I'm sure over the years I randomly watched episodes. I remember my cousins talking about it all mm-hmm. the time, but we I don't think we really watched it. My family watched Family Ties every week. I don't remember what day it was on. I think it was like Thursday or something, but it was between... The Cosby Show and Cheers. Oh, so it was okay. a lineup. Okay. Or maybe it was before Cosby Show. I don't know. All I know is those three shows were together. Okay. So we always watch Family Ties and The Cosby Show. And then sometimes the kids would stick around for Cheers, but usually not because mm. it's a grown-up show. So yeah. it's kind of boring. Hmm. Uh, but I think that the first show started at like 7 p.m. And then that was the lineup. And Interesting. Family Ties, which aired on NBC for seven seasons from 1982 to 1989, was basically a show about my family. (laughs) Um, It was set in Columbus, Ohio, which is not where I live. Uh, And it expressed the contrast in the relationship between young Republican Alex P. Keaton and his ex-hippie parents. Yes. So my ex-hippie parents had four children, a boy, two girls, a boy. Spaced out very similarly. Very similarly now that you show. say that. How interesting. Hmm. So we watched this together and laughed. Yeah. And I'm sure my parents related to those parents. My brother, my older brother, the oldest, wanted to be Alex Keaton. Interesting. He's a you know he was a young Republican. Now yeah. he's just a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> so the point of the show was these hippies have kids and they settle down and this is what happens. Yeah. And then my my sister, who was the second oldest, was very Mallory. She was always on the phone. She was the pretty one. She was all about clothes. She wasn't dumb. Yeah. But she was very Mallory. And then I was supposed to be Jennifer. But I didn't have really good hair like Jennifer. Ah, and didn't didn't probably want to play the sports. I did not play the sports. (laughs) I was kind of a tomboy though, as you would say in the eighties. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really Jennifer. I think I strived to be. And then later on, along came our little brother. Yeah. And then, so that's the interesting. That's so crazy thing about family ties. Very interesting. Stephen and Elise were married in 1964, and she's an architect, and he's the station manager of a local TV station, WKS. They met in college in Berkeley, and they're always making out. Always. And Alex always gets grossed out when they do that. Because they love each other. They're super cute. They're super cute together. Okay, so hear me out. I have a theory. Steven and Elise Mm -hmm. are Karen and Michael from the Wonder Years. Remember? Oh. His sister Karen married David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer, that's right. And they're hippies and they got married. And one episode we see 
Stephen and Elise's wedding, and they lived like they were in the Peace Corps, mm-hmm. and they lived in the jungle with yeah. when Alex was Pretty a baby. Sure that's, yeah, when didn't she have him like that too? Didn't yes, it was like all crazy hippie wedding in the woods. Oh, uh, Alex was born in Africa, so I started putting it together, and I'm like, you know what? Whoa, I'm pretty sure. They're in the same universe. Whoa. I understand that the Wonder Years was made more than a decade later. But right. Hey. <laughs> or a decade. Not not quite a decade Could later. be the same right? But though. still. Interesting. That's what I was thinking of. That could be so true. So yeah. true. I loved their backstory. I loved when they would, like, uh, reminisce back to, yeah, when they were younger and how they met and how they lived their lives and stuff. Yeah. It was super cool, so... I love that. Because as a kid, I was all about the family. And I really watched the show just because my family was watching it. But Mm -hmm. now that I am an adult, you know, obviously I can empathize with the parents very much. But also, I remember way more than I realized was sitting in the depths of my subconscious. (laughs) Because things happen, especially in earlier episodes, that I... I know every line of some of these episodes. Hmm. There's a lot of quotes that I already knew. Interesting. And I have never watched reruns of this show. Interesting. It's like Full House. Yeah. It just lives there. I feel like, yeah. There's a few shows I, I'll i be like that from my childhood, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then think like, oh, crap, that's Maybe right. it's because when, it's when I was young and my brain was still pretty smooth and didn't mm. have all this junk sitting around in it. True. So I actually remembered True, stuff. true. The show won multiple Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series, Outstanding Technical Direction, and three Emmy Awards for Michael J. Fox as Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series, plus other awards. They said that it was originally the show was going to be more centered around... Steven and Elise, because Mm -hmm. they were the parents. Of course, that made sense. But then after... uh, Michael J. Fox's character, you know, or just his acting ability in general and the character of Alex, they were like, oh, like the audience took to that way yeah. more. He be kind of he kind of became more of the central figure. I mean, because that's just that you have this family dynamic that's sitcoms. Sitcoms from the 80s, you know, that was kind of the thing. It's like everybody has their niche and then it's just kind of like but he seemed to be like the overwhelming Mm -hmm. the breakout character yeah which is evident in the last episode which centers around him leaving leaving yeah and he's the one who ends the show because he's the character that everybody talked about yeah that's true and i did hear um i didn't read it this time around or maybe i did and i didn't see it but i remember reading once upon a time that Michael Gross, who played Steven, uh, felt like after baby Andy was born, that his character didn't get a lot of, like, that his character was then boring. And Hmm. it was just centered around him being a dad. And he was kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of over this now. Like, he felt like he didn't get a lot of material. And in the end, I heard they want, he wanted them to kill the family in a plane crash. What? So there could be no reunion oh shows God. ever. <laughs> Calm down, Michael. Gross. I was like, first of all, how'd you even think of that when no one thought of reunion shows in the 80s? <laughs> right? I mean, that's why things ended the way they did. Right. But yeah, I mean, I had I read that right when I was watching. It's been a while now, actually, since I finished watching uh, Family Ties. But I uh, remember just kind of looking that up and I was like, what? I mean, I don't think that that's... 
true so much in the later seasons. Mm-hmm. Although Alex and Andy are pals, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of you know dialogue between those two. So maybe there's less between him and his dad. I don't know. Yeah, but that is I don't interesting. See it that way because. I mean, he's still got a lot of funny things going on, especially mm-hmm. once Nick comes along. Because Nick yeah. and Steven have this strained relationship, so there, there's always, like, comedy right. stuff going on between those two. So I don't see it that way at all. Right. And even having the big health scare, you know, he has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I mean, that's what kind of... Yeah, it was kind of like, huh, like... That he would feel that way. And we never know what's going on behind the scenes or how actors mm-hmm. feel about them getting, you know, certain things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was just so crazy to me because... And early on, I mean, I I could see it. There were probably more things. Like, there's an episode where um, Judith Light works with him and she tries to get with Stephen yes. and tries to flirt with him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he maybe had... And, again, you know, we're always obsessed with ages and different things. I remember for specifically when that episode, he would have been... I think Michael Gross in real life was like 36 at the time, which is, you know, several years younger than we are now. <laughs> um, although I did read, too, that those two are exactly the same age, yes, too. Did you know that they have the exact same birthday? Yeah, born on the exact same day on... Um, 47 or something. Oh, June 21st, 1947. And then they said their characters were intended to be approximately five or six years older, given that Michael J. Fox is, in real life, only 14 years younger than them. <laughs> right. Um, so, which but also everybody knew. Sense. Everybody <clears throat> knew that Michael J. Fox was way older than his character. Right. And it was funny because that worked so well, though. He was able, because he plays a mature guy. So, to me, watching him, and it's not like he's a tall, you know, like, just, he pulled off his age on the show very well. And it was more just, like, that he's so mature. So, that kind of made sense, too. It was very interesting. And sometimes I forgot what the age of the character was supposed mm -hmm. to be. I kept thinking he was supposed to be in high school. Right. When he was in Already in college. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I kind of thought the same thing, because that always happens, which is also funny, because it reminds me of the episode of Friends when Joey has to be 19. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he was 31. And I just thought, well, God, they do that all the time in yeah. Hollywood. Like, I mean, people play teenagers all the time when they're in their late 20s. I think um, that that was probably the first time that I realized, you know, I was probably in middle school or something when I realized that he was older than his character. And that's probably when I realized that people play Mm -hmm. on tv people play people way younger than them yeah and i didn't when i was young i didn't even think that way Mm -hmm. i just thought oh this person's this age okay then because then you start making movies where he's an adult Mm -hmm. although back to the future he's not an adult yeah then he's like yeah so back then (laughs) i probably didn't even think yeah (laughs) he's really young so yeah bizarre and i think the casting is great like all the characters are great and Mm -hmm. i love them all but as a family they don't look like they're related to True. each other sometimes mallory and elise you can see the mother daughter in them mm-hmm. and i i understand that's how tv works right <laughs> but it's not like like they were obviously going for the better actors not yeah not to look like yeah, yeah look right and i guess laura dern had been considered, considered. for the part of mallory yeah and she would have looked more like Elise. That's true. That would have been really close, actually. But then we always have to remember that Steven 
was supposed to have, like, when he was younger, he had long black hair. Mm-hmm. Because I always think of him as, you know. With just the, his straight his salt white pepper. hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. But that is funny how they, yeah. It's interesting. I just overthink things sometimes. <laughs> We're very analytical. And then we have the theme song that has been running through my head for 46 years. Okay, not that what long. What we do, baby, without us. I watch the credits every time. What do we do, I, uh, baby? It's been a while. It's probably, I've probably been finished watching this for a few months now. <laughs> so I think I was watching it maybe like last fall slash summer. Um and yeah, same thing. I would just be like, because I was actually watching it on DVR. So like, you know, I have yeah. to like all of a sudden all. And so every once in a while, I would be like, I wouldn't catch it. I'd be like, for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more. Like I started breathing on the night we kissed. And I can't remember what I ever did before. What would we do, baby? Okay, okay guys, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I randomly sing it for no reason. I would be singing it at work. And somebody <laughs> be like, are you singing Family Ties? Yes. I'm watching Family Ties. What a great, it's a great theme song. It is a great song, like just on its own. It was composed by Jeff Berry and Tom Scott. And during the first half of the first season, it's performed by Dennis Tufano and Mindy Sterling. And after that, it was performed by Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. Mm-hmm. And I always loved the little painty scene when they're painting. Yes. Loved that as a kid. I did, too. It's like, do it again. I want yeah. to see it again. I'm like, that's so awesome. So going back to Andy, we're talking about Andy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that when you add a little kid into a show, it kind of jumps the shark. And then the show gets kind of lame after that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that happened. I've heard people say that about this show. Mm-hmm. I've even heard... My parents say that about that sh- this show. But I I don't think that we... I, because things weren't centered around Andy. Yeah, he didn't have that big of a role. No. There were a few things that happened, like Alex took him to school mm-hmm. or something. But most of it, he, he would just come in and say something funny. Yeah. And he'd have his little quips or he would... Yeah, and then he would speak... The way Alex does. And Mm -hmm. everybody would just be like, oh, dear God, you know. And it was kind of funny. But, yeah, he wasn't, he didn't kind of take over, which I think Mm -hmm. was helpful. And maybe that's why that is that weird misconception. Because that always does happen. Or on most sitcoms, as, like, the little kids, even if they started out on the show, they become older and then they're not as cute. And then there's Mm -hmm. not the cute factor. And then that's when that happens, too. So this was interesting. And he aged really quickly between two seasons. (laughs) Yeah, he was Um, born in season three. Um, He's a baby in season four. And then he ages about four years on the break between seasons four and five. Yeah, And then his hair looks like someone cut it with blunt scissors. Yes. Although he had kind of like the little mushroom do. Yeah. Yeah. And what was I going to say? Oh. You were talking about because the usually they throw in a kid because the characters are getting older and they're not cute anymore. But I don't mm-hmm. think these characters were ever like cutesy cute. They're not like the Olsen twins. Yeah, that's for sure. Because even Jennifer growing up, she wasn't really that young to mm-hmm. begin with. So she kind of came into her own and she had a you know more of a story. She yeah, she was never meant to be the cute little kid yeah. in the show. So that didn't change that at all. And yeah. so that did work out. 
well. And he, yeah, he didn't seem to, he didn't steal Thunder. So no. it was, you know. I thought it was fine. Yeah. And the whole, too. the whole um, thing with Elise, like, going into labor on the telethon or mm-hmm. whatever was going on. Oh that was gosh. an episode I remembered from my youth. The role of Alex was originally intended for Matthew Broderick. <laughs> but he turned it down. Yeah. And I don't know if I can't. I don't know. I could I, almost, of all shows, I could almost picture that. Okay. You know how they tell you so-and-so almost played whatever iconic character. Mm-hmm. And Michael J. Fox is iconic in this role. Yeah. But I could picture Matthew Broderick playing that role. Like, I could... I don't think it would have been the same. It would have been more Ferris Bueller. Yeah, that's true, too. I would have seen it character. more Ferris Bueller, yeah. I mean, that's his character. That's yeah. Like, that's his style. That is true. I don't know. And maybe not quite as, yeah, I don't think he, I mean, he just, he, I feel like he would have been a little more studious and maybe not so, almost like not so blunt, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I love that Alex always has a grin on his face. Mm-hmm. He's always happy and in a good mood, even when he's not in a good mood. Yeah. I don't know how better to say that. And he's kind of, he knows what he wants in life and he's just very like, yep, this is how life is. And we find out in one episode that Mallory has a higher IQ than Alex. Mm-hmm. Because Mallory is very sweet. And she, she says dumb things. And she does dumb things. She's kind of an airhead. Oh. But it's not because she's not smart. It's just that her mind is on other things. Yeah. Like, kind of not... Has different priorities. Yeah, different priorities. And maybe not street smart. Or maybe, yeah, you know, whatever it is. She, say, she seems to be... Although she didn't get the best grades... Like, you know, it just, I mean, just, again, like you said, she it's just, she's just distracted. She's just like, yeah, well, why not? Who cares? I don't yeah. have to go to the mall. Right. And that's kind of how she lived her life. And But she has business smarts because then she is, mm-hmm. she wants to open her own store and she wants to be a fashion designer and all that stuff. And her and Alex are always, like, having uh, clashes and he's always <laughs> making fun of her. And yet they're always talking to each other and confiding in it. Like, so they still have mm-hmm. that kind of relationship. It's still like... She'll go even go to him for advice. And yeah. so as much as they, like, clash and they're just like, like you would at any point in that age and being that close in age or whatever. And so I just found that dynamic interesting, that that was so real, how you really mm-hmm. kind of would. You'd, like, hate your sibling, but then talk to each other and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then be mean to the third kid mm-hmm. all the time, <laughs> which they didn't do, which is another reason I can't really relate to Jennifer. <laughs> so let's talk about their house real quick. Oh, yeah. Because they have an awesome house. It has all of the perfect um, set design elements. You know, you've got, mm-hmm. like, the the main entry and then the rear entries and the up here so I can listen in on people's conversations without them knowing it. And then they've got the weird table in the living room for no reason. Yes. And the thing that destroys my brain... <laughs> Is I know I, what you're going to say. Well, I want the kitchen to be left of the... Uh, I, I want it to be... So if you're looking at the kitchen on the show, uh-huh. 
I want you to go into the living room to the left. Like, I want that way to be where the living room is. And I where don't know why. Where the orange juice glasses are? Yeah, my brain says... So they go through the door, the... the what do you call that? Like, the door that the swingy goes door. swingy door. Mm-hmm. And then there's also that random dining room over there that they only saw a few okay. times early on. And, I mean, at one point, like, Elise and Steven are, like, eating in there and having, like, trying to have, like, a... They have dinner with Nick in there. Yeah. But then that's like a, it's like okay. So there's two ways out of the kitchen too, right? It's so confusing this to me. This is what I thought you were gonna say because this is the, what I can't wrap my head around because it wasn't until I was watching it in this time around that I realized that their kitchen door doesn't go into the living room, right? <laughs> and you never see. Okay. Again, it's that weird pantry place behind the stove. What is that? Is it a pantry? Because that's where Uncle Ned gets the maraschino cherries that he's drinking for the alcohol. But does it also? It also goes somewhere else. But I swear, there's two doors to the dining room. Yes. So the dining room's that back door in the kitchen. Yes. And then you can also go this in this other door, and then both of those have just that one main entrance into the living room that's towards the back by the window. So you go through the living room. When you go, when you exit the living room on the left, you still have to go through the dining room to get to the kitchen room that nobody uses. I think, and it makes no sense. I, I, and again, my sitcom brain even <laughs> tells me. Okay, so I'm thinking growing pains. I'm thinking the Cosby sure. Show. Every, I'm think Full House. Because you always have a flow so you can see the rooms together sure. and you never do here so my brain can't accept <laughs> where the entrance is anywhere because you're right that my head wants it to be turned around we should we should draw out this house how we think it looks. yes because first of all they've got uh, what's his name? Alex's gigantic bedroom that seems to be in a castle turret or something. Yes. And where is that? And then Elise and Steven's bedroom is huge too. Yeah. Do Jennifer, Jennifer and Mallory, do they have their own room? I think they all have their own rooms. But then there was a den, but they turned that into Andy's room. Right. I'm like, holy, how big is I know. this house? It's got to be huge. And we never see the outside of it. No. No. But also another thing that I thought when I was a kid, and I don't know why I thought this, and I'm Every time I watched it this time, I had to try to justify this in my mind, is I always thought for some reason that when you go out the back door, you go, there's like a little sun porch there where they have the laundry room, that you go downstairs. I don't know why. I always thought that it was an elevated porch, that you go out this sunroom and then you go downstairs. I don't know why I thought that. Well, I know it's not physically a thing that exists. And then where's the basement? Do they have a basement? That they oh, get right. trapped in. That that's Mallory right. and Skippy get trapped yes. in. Um, So, again, also, there's this giant basement and no child wants that as their room right? at any point as their, well, like, especially Alex. Live there it could be like an apartment. An adult. And plus... Um, Elise has a whole drafting setup in the kitchen. Yes. So again, that's just unused space. Right. So there was a den, but that wasn't anything. Plus, at one point, she set up in the semi part of the 
living room that's also <laughs> right inside the front door. That's a whole dining table. They have three different dining tables. Right. Yeah. Why? Oh, my gosh. We sound like we're mad about it. We're not. We're not really mad about we it. We love yeah. this house. But it's just so confusing But also, me. remember, four bedrooms, castle, turret, den. Mm-hmm. Like, 20-foot ceilings in the living room. True. <laughs> because True. when you come in, so it's gotta you be go tall. upstairs, yeah. and then you go to the right, and that's where the hallway is. Yeah. Hmm. I Interesting. Can't. So, anyway. I know. But as, as to... a set, yeah. it has all the elements. Then it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't figure but it out. But it's confusing. I can't figure Super it out. Super confusing. One episode we're not going to talk about is the Uncle Arthur episode. <laughs> so let's just skip over and that. It's being creepy, okay? Absolutely, nobody wants to hear about how no. Uncle Arthur, which is not their uncle, right, made a pass at Mallory. Yeah, very creepy and bizarro. I didn't watch it. I remember it. Not yeah, it. but speaking of creepers, you know the different strokes creeper. Uh huh. Is makes an appearance. I did not see him. Yeah, he plays an officer who tries to arrest the other uncle, Ned. No, no, I did see that. I did see that. His God, name is. What is wrong with me? His name is Woody, it, whatever, any and E N E Y. Yeah. Okay. So every okay, time he makes okay. an appearance, we have to freak out That's about it right. because he's a creeper. I did know. I did know because yeah. I remember him coming in and and because Uncle Ned was like stealing or million, something. Yeah, and so he was an FBI guy, and yes, yep. you're right. And I, I was like, like, don't go with him. I know. Don't ever go with him under any circumstances. <laughs> He's going to lock you in his room, in his dark room. And there's Dance a mattress. With you. Oh, God. <laughs> Ew. 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 My most relatable episode in season six uh, was when Elise was super mom. And she's a working woman, and she has to do everything always. Mm. And I feel her pain, but later... Uh, Steven steps up. Yeah. And becomes more of like... Helps out a little. Yeah. But she feels so guilty for not being able to do absolutely everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately in that episode, nothing changes and nobody learns their lesson. But that one really got me because I was like, oh yeah, I've been, um, you know, feeling working guilt. Like when your kids are little and you're working, you feel like that working mom guilt that Elisa's mm-hmm. got going on. So I totally got that one and... Although Elise is crazy because doesn't she spend most of her time at the house working from home? Yeah, like, she is. She is working from home except when she's at the office with Peter Scolari, <laughs> who's in love with her. That's right. <laughs> Everybody's got the office romance, right? They Judith both, Light and Stephen. Yep, Stephen almost has an affair with Judith Light. He really does because she's all like, "How you do?" She's so aggressive. She. She is pretty aggressive. Oh, my goodness. Calm down. She's like, I don't care that you're married. Oh, and there was the episode where they went to Atlantic City, and Mallory keeps thinking she sees Tom Jones everywhere. <laughs> and it's like that time we claimed to see George Hamilton yes. all over Jackson Hole. All over the place. Um, but also, gambling makes me tense, so I didn't watch that whole episode. Mm. I had to stop. I remember parts of that, yeah. I think Elise was doing really well at the tables. Yes, she got a gambling addiction. And then the kids all wanted to do stuff, and they were like, no, no. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Mom's gambling. She's like, you guys go off, do your own thing. They're like, what? My favorite scene ever, 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 is another one that um, I remembered, like, ev- I remembered every every moment of this scene. Mm-hmm. And that's when the family meets Nick for the first time. Oh. And Mallory brings him in, 
And he's like, hey. Mm. And then and they're like, uh, hey, Nick. And he goes, how you's doing? How you's doing? <laughs> and they're like, we's doing fine. <laughs> Best Aww. scene ever. I love Nick. And then Stephen's like, Elise, our daughter is dating Rambo. <laughs> and I don't understand why Stephen never likes like you know, he do- he seems like he doesn't have his stuff together, and you want better for your child. So I get it. He he's very and he looks like you he know doesn't he have his, his ears pierced yeah. and he does I mean, he drive a motorcycle? I, I under, Who knows? Yes, All those it's things, in his the stereotypical things. I understand why he doesn't like him at first, but once once Nick has proven himself, I feel like Stephen could chill. I think he then was okay with Nick and he was like trying to keep up his appearance or appearance for it because he Mm -hmm. was kind of like, like, yeah, he, I mean, he didn't really have an issue with him. It was almost like he had to make fun of him because I'm, I'm, I'm your almost (laughs) father-in-law. It was almost like, yeah. When Nick and Mallory run off to get married, Mm. he does, obviously, but that's not even Nick's idea. Because Mallory's like, well, why did you agree to get married? And he's like, I don't know, because you said to and whatever. Mm -hmm. And and even in the, I think it's like the third to the last episode, um, Nick moves in with them for like a week or it's in the last oh, season yeah, he yeah, moves yeah. in with them and he has a talk with Steven and he's like I don't know why you don't like me and you know and he's like I'm gonna marry your daughter I love her Oh, it's very interesting he was so sweet he really did I didn't think he was going to stick around like I thought that was gonna be a a phase that they mm-hmm. had when they had him come in so I was like oh maybe he will be here for a long time so yeah, Nick yeah. was a beloved character and he's like what everybody talked about when the show was on was Nick and you know some people thought he was cute I didn't really go for that he's I think he's cute like he's a cute guy like cute like oh he's so he loves Mallory <laughs> yeah not attractive but he's so also very dirty yeah he does seem like he's dirty by there's a line from the show that sticks in it's stuck in my head for however many years and it pops up anytime I see two or more people being collectively dumb together and it's when Mallory is teaching Nick uh Nick's got to take an English test so that Mm. he can get his GED or whatever and so Mallory is teaching him what verbs are (laughs) and she's so wrong oh my gosh and it is the most hilarious conversation and Alex is, of course, listening to the whole thing With on the landing. <laughs> and he says, "If you something like, if you could harness the intelligence in this room, you could toast bread <laughs> lightly. And I say that in my head. It's like a line from Friends. It just never left. And so I think it all the time. And there's no one around who understands. Aww. So I'm, I see somebody doing something stupid. And I'm like... You're like, mm. you could toast bread. <laughs> so anyway, say so that a lot of work. It. Oh, that's in season five, High School Confidential is the name of that episode if you want to look at it. Let's talk about the cast, shall we? Since we're doing a long episode today. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a really long episode. Oh, you know what? We can't. Because then I also have guest stars. Oh, yeah. We're gonna have to come. We're going to have to come back. We're going to have to shut it down and come oh. back next week. That sounds like a good idea, because we have a lot to say. Otherwise, I'm going to feel really rushed. That's true. Yeah. We'll have to rush. Or, we'll have to rush it. No. Let's rush it. Let's, let's let's end it so we can 
Refresh it. Is that a, that a good word? <laughs> it sounds like a subway ad. I know. What Refresh. I don't know. All right. Well, let's wrap this let's up. Let's wrap this up so we can talk about the cast another time. But this was our good recap of how yeah. much we love family and, ties. And I'll stop gushing and I'll let Natalie get a word in edgewise. <laughs> no, edgewise. I'm all trying to remember. I just don't. Yeah, because I didn't watch it the first time around. So I don't remember as much or have like... I was making notes of as I'm watching it, like, oh, okay. Okay, but I admit I didn't watch every episode because, like I had told you when we decided to do it, I wouldn't have to watch the show. (laughs) I remember a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot that I didn't remember. So. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, clink. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from our listeners. For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash tvtangents.